the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. The Bible cautions us to be righteously angry, not let the sun go down without resolving our anger and not give Satan an opening to inflame us. As the topic of today's message clearly reveals, unresolved anger destroys families, which is the foundation for human existence created by God. In today's society, we don't have to look far to see the devastation unresolved anger leaves in its wake. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts much-needed words of wisdom on dealing righteously with anger. In those overalls. Big, big split between his teeth. <laughs> and they would get perturbed because shouting John would shout so much in church. So somebody had the audacity to ask out John, why you shout so much? Tired of you shouting and tearing up the church. Shouting John said, you see those the hogs over there? God gave them to me. You see them roosters and chickens over here? God gave them to me. You see those collard greens and those mustard and those corn stocks growing over there? The Lord gave them to me. You see that plump woman standing on that front porch? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see those ten children playing out there around that porch? The Lord gave it, gave it, gave it. The Lord gave it to me. I tell you what, hold my mule. I feel a shouting coming on right now. Hey, it's shouting time. And he starts shouting all out in the field. Don't you let nobody take your shout. You better rejoice because God's been good to you. Start counting your blessings now and you will shout. You'll shout. Don't you say amen? Oh God. You see, folks. I love Isaiah 57 16. It says, For I, God Himself says, For I will not fight against you forever. Something in that. I, God, will not fight against you forever. I will not always be angry. This. Boy, y'all didn't see that passage. Yeah. If I were, all people would pass away. All the souls I have made 
God saying I can heal the folk. Just stay angry at you. <laughs> In other words, God is saying, you don't want me to stay angry too long. Because if I stay angry too long, the sun will bounce away. <laughs> the moon will stop shining. If I stay angry too long, I'll, up, I'll turn this world upside down. And I'll destroy all of you on the spot. You start praying that I don't say angry too long. You don't want me angry too long. Don't you know who I am? I'm the same God that spoke and said, let there be. I can speak again and disintegrate everything. It's good that I don't say angry. And I want to tell you today, my my friends, it's good when you too don't stay angry. You stay angry too long, you tap your house. You stay angry too long, you're at the divorce court. You stay angry too long, your children run away. You stay angry too long, you tap the church because of undealt with anger. Let me give a couple of more. I ain't got so happy here. Number seven. Know who you are in Christ. I I, I said again, know who you are in Christ. You know, you can do anything when you forget that you're a child of God. (laughs) You know what I said? You know how you can act up and act a fool? You forget that you're a child of Jesus. You forget, you forget whose child you are. You, You ever told your children, Look, now don't you go down that school, down that business and mess up my name. <laughs> and you know what? God is saying that about y'all. Some of y'all messing up the name of Jesus. You're messing up it. You've forgotten who your daddy is. You forgot that he's your daddy and you're a Christian and God expects you to act like a Christian. To live like a Christian, to walk like a Christian, to have the disposition of a Christian. Know who you are in Christ. As a child of God, your personal worth is founded on the truth that God loves you. Jesus died for you and the Holy Spirit indwells you. And Now you say, well, Pastor Draper, tell me how I can act such a fool with the Holy Ghost in me. You know you can do that? It's because you take your eyes off the Lord, you get away from the word and start living in your carnality, start living in the flesh and in your emotions. And when your flesh takes over you instead of the Holy Spirit controlling and governing your life, you begin to grieve the Holy Spirit and do things as if you do the very things you used to do in your pre-converted state. Let me tell you something. There's nothing too low down for you to do even though you know the low. That's right. No, 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 no. That's right. All you got to do is take your eyes off Jesus. you cuss somebody out and say, I thought I was delivered from that. Well, you were delivered from it. Your anger got the best of you. That's right. you cuss somebody out. You, you, you'll put a gun to your head and blow your brains away because you take because you take your eyes off of Jesus. Even though you're saved, you can do the most damnable thing. You believe the devil's lie and he takes you out of this world. You see, 
That, that, that's what we need to realize. We need to know who we are and let the Holy Ghost control us. Only when you deny self and allow the Lord to be in control of your life and not your emotions, can you, can you genuinely be healed of anger and respond to others with love and compassion. John 13, 34 through 35 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Listen, you, you, you can't truly love your brother or sister and harbor bitterness and anger and resentment against them at the same time. Number eight, there are times when your anger or criticism is legitimate. Sometimes when your anger or uh, criticism is legitimate, seek the Lord's timing as to when to address an issue and then speak the truth in love. Say love. Sometimes you could be right as you could be, but it's how you say it. And it's when you say it. And so you have to trust God for the how and the when. It was Thomas Kempis who said when anger enters the mind. Wisdom departs. Learn to speak the truth in love. When anger enters the mind, every ounce of wisdom that God has given you, you can't see it. It departs. Proverbs 15, 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs them up. I mean, when you're upset, will yourself to say what you would normally say. That's how you know you're maturing. I mean, years ago, you'd have slapped somebody down. Come on here. Slap somebody down. But now you say, you know what? Uh, that hurt me and that was wrong. But I forgive you. And I'm praying for you. And then you need to be praying for me right now, too. Don't y'all say amen. Hey, we both need prayer right now. And, and, and it's real critical that you exercise spiritual maturity. Someone has to be the bigger person. Why do I have to always say I'm sorry? I get tired. I always have to say I'm wrong. Why, why I always have to apologize? You know, how come they can't do it? What's wrong with them? If you ever said that before, raise your hand. Come on. Some of y'all lying now. You ain't raising your hand. You know. That's right. You say, why you do because you are a Christian and you saying you're spiritually mature, then you have to do spiritually mature things, which means swallowing your pride and doing what you don't want to do. Even though you might be innocent, if that's going to bring peace to your house, that's going to bring peace to your husband, peace to your wife, peace to your siblings, peace to whatever. You're, listen. Tell what did I do wrong to you? Listen, I tell you what, I am so sorry. I am so good. Can we heal and go on from here to there? And you said, but what if they still reject it? But then you've done all you can do. You pray, live your life, and don't live in guilt and don't live in regret. But the truth be told, you can't change them. God has to change them. Okay. But, but you're free. 
You for, they're not in your court anymore. They not, they not in, you, you, they, you listen, they, they're out of your court. So you do the right thing. And then don't allow what they refuse to do to hinder your walk in freedom. Huh? Huh? Let me do one more and I'll just stop. This thing is so, you know, I've been trying to get through with the series, but the Lord won't let me get through. Because the church is in trouble. Leadership is in trouble. I'm talking about overall. Churches are splitting. They're kicking out pastors one after another. Folk fighting, backbiting. They're acting like the church of Corinth. All over America. God's word tells us that Abel was a righteous man who was blessed by God and presented a more excellent sacrificial offering out of those blessings. His brother Cain became very angry when his offering was rejected by God. Cain's anger festered, ultimately leading him to kill his own brother. When anger remains unresolved, satanic strongholds often take over, leading to unthinkable acts. When we trust God with all our hearts and acknowledge Him in all our ways, He will lead us to a Christ-centered outcome. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Here's something, and I'm going to stay on this one. This is number nine. I don't think I can go any further because I don't think you can handle it anymore. Anyway, not today. Number nine. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom to deal with issues in your home without exploding. I've gone from the church to neighborhood, politics. Now I'm coming to your house. (laughs) That's where all this stuff comes from anyway. (laughs) Right from your house. You said, no, I did. You wouldn't. Some of y'all didn't speak coming up here. That's why you can't say amen. So now let's go, let's go home. Let's go home. Let's start meddling a little bit. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom to deal with issues in your home without exploding. He said, I don't explode. I don't holler. I don't scream. I'm nice. I'm calm. I'm tranquil. Let's let's check you out. Who left the dirty dishes in the sink? <laughs> Frustrating all the unclean house, you fix it up. And then when you go in there, there's stuff all over the toilet seat. <laughs> Don't raise the top up. Poor wife can't do her business. I'm, that's just a th- I'm, I'm just starting. Some of y'all telling me to stop right now. Leaving empty containers, empty containers in the refrigerator. See? <laughs> look how y'all look at each other. Oh, look at y'all. <laughs> I mean, you know you need that water pitcher. That water pitcher is just as empty. You thirsty, you want a cold drink of water. It's sitting there big and empty. And nobody knows who did it. Said, stop, I'm killing you. <laughs> Who left the twist tie off the bread? As a matter of fact, where is the twist tie? 
You try to knot the thing. You ever got couldn't find a twist tie? And then you got to put the little thing in a knot so the bread won't go stale. <laughs> Not cleaning the table after eating. Not wiping the counter after a spill. Here's a bit. Where is that remote? And that man had it last. <laughs> Borrowing and not returning. Borrowing without permission. Let me say, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Men, say what you want. I know you're the head of the house. But don't you dare go in your wife's purse without her permission. Somebody said, you ain't lying. Don't you dare go in her purse. You might find something you don't want to see. That's her purse. Stop I'm the head of this house. That doesn't give you a right to invade her privacy. Now you ought to be able to open the mail. That's fine. That's y'all mail. I don't care whose name on it. Y'all mail. But I'm talking about personal, personal. You ought to have a loose private space somewhere. Leave that wife for You'll not be short of change and go take her money because you messed over yours. <laughs> or vice versa, she go in your wallet and take 20 out. You at the stove thinking you've got money. <laughs> and you look there and you're $20 short and they forgot to tell you they took it out the wallet when they should have told you. As a matter of fact, they should have asked permission. And let you take it out and give it to them. That's just called respect. If, if, I'm, if I'm telling the truth, why don't y'all say amen? amen? That's right. Don't, don't do that. Uh, I remember a long time ago. I'm not calling no names. I had members. The husband kept wanting to go in the white purse. Kept wanting to go in the white purse. And one day she just got fed up to here with him going into her purse. And she just decided, you not going in my purse today. <laughs> and you know what happened after that, don't you? She had the purse. He had the bottom part. And she had the handle. And they were pulling back east and west. And east. <laughs> and after a while, the purse was incidental. And they were at each other. And they fought like cats and dogs. So the wife went and called police station. I'm not going to say which one. I'm not giving you any clues. <laughs> the police came. And discovered all this hell in the house. And she called him. He looked at them. He said, you know what? I'm taking y'all both down. <laughs> See, sometimes God fix you real good. See, God knows how to fix you. God gets out. So he didn't take one. Took them both down. Took them both down. He had been here in the middle of the night. Rev. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm in jail, <laughs> we in jail. <laughs> Shit. What in the world? How did these are great people? How did you? You wouldn't believe it, Pastor Drake. 
I said, oh, God help. And it went on from that's another story. But anyway, I'm just saying, leave that purse alone and respect each other's space. Amen. Uh, let me tell you this, too. Uh, in, in the home, it's, it's, it's not only those kinds of things, but we also have the insensitivity of the spouse. You, you're just insensitive toward your husband, toward your spouse. And you, you, you've been insensitive so long, you don't even realize you're insensitive. And for some of you spouses, it's an argumentative spirit. You try to tell, I don't care how calm you are and how, and how, and how you try to approach it and how humble you try to be. That person always come up with their opposing point of view and, and is thrown into an argument to the point that you can't even get your point across. Because the wife or the husband have an argumentative spirit. And, not, and so you're trying to decide, should I talk? Because if I talk, we're going to end up fussing. But if I say nothing, I'm mad because I can't talk. So now you're in a quandary. You understand? I get it if I do. And I get it and I don't if I don't. So you just hold it and stay mad. <laughs> That's just a talking to me over there. You know what is bad for a marriage? Rudeness. Just rude. Just rude to your husband. Rude to your wife. You disrespect them in public. Disrespect them in private. Just don't care. You just brush them over like a broom on the floor. Selfishness. Embarrassment. You know, instead of respecting your spouse. I love my spouse. I'm not going to disrespect Darlene. In front of y'all. But you know that disrespect started at the house. If they disrespecting you at home, you know what's going to happen. It's going to fall right on over into the church. There are some pastors' wives that tap the church. I'm not going to call names either. Again, I got some pastors. The pastor's just sweet as he can be. But the wife, oh my goodness. She's just loud, cantankerous. She's of all these ministries and tearing up the church questioning her husband going against authority and folk begin to mess with her because they know she gonna act the fool mm-hmm. y'all listening now <laughs> you, you see one spouse is ready to go while the other one is habitually late I'm changing something now <laughs> some men are just as late they can get up two hours before and be late. And then there's some women. Ooh, they late. Now, it's a sin of omission for them to match their clothes up on Saturday. I don't know what's wrong with Saturday. I got that way back at 3510 Kaplan where I took everything out. You know, I'm telling you right now. I do, I do whatever I need to do on Saturday. I'm mad. This that I have on now, I'm praying about, Lord, what should I wear? It's all, everything. I, I get up too early to be figuring out what I need to match up or what I need to wear. I'll be in polka dot up here if I had to dress myself on Sunday morning. And then you know what? Then you can't find one stocking or you can't find a shoe. Or you can't find the sock or the jewelry. Or, 
And uh, and it just goes on and on. Now you mad. You, you're a half hour late. You know, a train stopped me on the way to church this morning. Sure did. Going out Nacogdoches. I said, hear this train. I said, I'm up the other light. And I'm, I was trying to get to church for 6 o'clock, at least 5.50 in the morning. I was trying to get to church. But you know what? I was still on time. Why? Because I made time for the choo-choo truck. Okay? I made. So the train came. The train went. I went on. Still here. That time of morning. Because I left in time. Stop saying that train stopped you. That slow driver stopped you. It was construction down the street. You supposed to make time for that. You there 15, er, 15 minutes early for a coffee break on Monday. And threw eight inches of water and you on time. You drag here 30 minutes late and don't even get convicted by the Holy Ghost and leave early so that you won't get in the traffic going out. Don't shake five hands. Don't pray with, with, the next, with the person next to you who just may be suicidal because you were in such a hurry. You see? And uh, here's the last one, and I'll be done. Why on this side of heaven is there just one sheet of toilet paper <laughs> on the road? They all over. Look how y'all look at it. One sh- there you are sitting there. One sheet. When you get yourself together, you go out there and the house explodes. And all God's children said, Amen. <laughs> oh, God. Anger left on its own to brood and fester leads to all kinds of ungodly thoughts and behaviors. To name a few, turning away from God, hate, resentment, discontentment lying, cheating, and different forms of violence, including murder. What, my brothers and sisters, is the answer? Total surrender to Almighty God who supplies and fulfills all our needs. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.